Well, everybody said about the bird. Grown men watch this shit. A podcast about indie wrestling. What is going on, friends? Oh, guys, I am living the dream right now. I have pulled everybody in my group, and this is the very best wrestling experience that any of us have been a part of. Holy this is PWG. Oh, man. WrestleMania week. Fuck All yeah. fucking in. Dude, I'm so stoked. Um, so stoked that we have forgotten the intro to the show, with, uh, which I will be doing right now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are all tremendously excited to invite you to a, a very special show, a slightly potentially drunken show, um, but uh, I'm excited to be on board and I'm, I'm sure our, our special guests are as well. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... Grown men watch this shit? Grown men do indeed watch this shit and we're so excited about the shit that we just watched. I am uh, Chris, uh, accompanied by my lovely... Uh, co-host, Mr. James Vanderbeek. Welcome to the show, <laughs> Mr. Vanderbeek. Hello, 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 hello. Also known as Jeremy Tate for the most, you know, if you want to be formally introducing me, sometimes I might not respond to Beak, so Jeremy also works. Cheers, my good mates. Cheers, cheers. I actually have an alcoholic beverage <laughs> in my hand this evening, which I'm tremendously excited about. I get to join in the fun for once, sir. Uh, but also, welcome to our good friend, uh, returning special guest of the show, Mr. John Craft. What's going on, buddy? Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, so much for having me. This has been such an incredible experience, and I'm so happy that I get to share with you guys. And, and we all watched it at the same time. Obviously, my seats might have been a little bit better. Uh, <laughs> but this has definitely been the best wrestling experience that me or anybody in my group has ever had. So let's get this on the road. Dude, I was. Yeah, I'm not sure what row you would count me in over here in Seattle. It's like maybe row one million eighty three. Uh, and Chris, you're you're quite back in the row. I'm yourself. definitely up in the cheap seats out in the the down underland. I think. But in, enjoy indeed. the shit out of this show, nonetheless. Um, I had a, a couple of buddies uh, over. Shout outs to uh, Malin and my my good friend Mitch. Uh, we had a wonderful time. Uh, beers were had, and and great wrestling was consumed, and and it was just fucking great. I'm I'm so glad I got the the uh, ROH Honor Club live show rather than waiting for that potentially uh, disappointing New Japan replay. That who knows when that's coming up. Um, uh, you you did the same thing, I'm assuming, uh, Mister Mister Vanderbeek. I actually went traditional pay-per-view through Ooh. my cable provider actually yeah. yep i decided to do it that way because i could split it with my good friend and roommate justin he could watch it as well and then you know knock that cost down halfway for both of us so i thought that was a smart way to go and also i got to sit near my home enjoy it i ate some uh, moo crop some some delicious uh pork belly it was amazing Ooh. and what a wonderful show Friend, I had some delightful pork belly last night. Um, not to and get too distracted. And we all had festivities. <laughs> you know, we're talking about splitting the bill. I will go ahead and tell you, I have plenty of time because our Uber here, about forty-five minutes away, costs oh. us thirty-five dollars. And right now, Uber back to my sister's casa is two hundred seventy dollars. Fuck. So we are going to wait that guy down. Get fucked. Get yeah. right fucked off on that. Um, that's that's giving me that weird... is illegal. 
I'm getting weird vibes back to the um, the New Orleans times following the the big ROH show that all three of <laughs> yeah. us were actually at. And upon leaving that show, I remember there was some insane surge fees. Um, and yeah, I think uh, my my cousin and I the we, we ever walked seen. about. No, you you were there too. You're right, uh, John and, and Whitney. You guys were walking with us as well. That was our Waffle House night, right? Oh, that was a great night. Yeah, we <laughs> we took a cheaper Uber to Waffle House to take Ben and Chris to their first ever time to a Waffle House. It was a special uh, Ladies and gentlemen indeed. who are listening, Chris and Ben insisted on getting a picture in front of the Waffle House sign. <laughs> and let me tell you, they looked elated to be there. <laughs> I truly was elated. It may have been the most, I don't know if you guys are up on this term, but wankerish. Does that ring any bells yes. to you? Yeah? Yeah. Wankerish. Cool. Yeah. I mean, John, do you know? I what? would have kidded to uh, acting a bit of an ass for, you know, just fun's sake, you know, being a bit of a dickhead and over the top. But, you know, yeah, it's for fun. You know, a bit of a jerk off thing to do, but at the same time, enjoyable nonetheless. Uh, yeah, Waffle House was a very special thing for, for me. Um, yeah, wonderful times indeed. But yeah, uh, I, I hope that, um, I mean, John, uh, is, is Waffle House going to be on the cards for you tonight before this after party? Uh, to avoid the surge fee? <laughs> you know, there's a place right next to us. It's like a barcade, kind of like a Dave and Buster's, if you're familiar with that. Yeah. Uh, it's called Main Event. That's where we all pre-gamed uh, to come over here. Sweet. And I think we might find sanctuary there until the uh, until the crowds die down, yep. assuming they're not closed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, right now we're just walking laps around the arena, getting this all taken care of while the excitement is high and the beer is good. Indeed. And uh, we'll figure out the rest of our evening after. I'm not sure if there'll be an after party or not. Kind of waiting on those words. Oh, I hope so. I hope there's an after party. Man. Oh, uh, I do too. I, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm just like vibing, as I mentioned before, on, on like such an insanely great show. Um, like just the, the live uh, thing of, of when a pay-per-view goes off the air and you're just and, – and it's a great pay-per-view and, and you're just like excited and, and you're, you're, you just want to be like talking to your friends about how good it is. And a lot of the times, I don't know if you guys are used to this in, in prior years where you're just there on your own on a, on a Sunday night and, and who are you going to have to exclaim about how fun this show was to watch other than your girlfriend who probably doesn't give a fuck about wrestling. I mean, is is that a <laughs> is that a thing we can relate well, to? Well, this show impressed so much that even she had a great time. Fuck she yeah. did say that a five-hour show does push her a little bit to the limits by the main mm-hmm. event, but I could tell by the look on her face after dragging her to probably twenty, twenty-five shows that she hung in there better this time than any other show we'd gone to, as she should have. It was fuck yeah. Like I, I may or may not have seen better wrestling continuously in the show. I still have to digest that. I, it may be the best actual wrestling I've ever seen live, but I have never had more fun mm-hmm. at a wrestling show. And I don't even want to use the coin term. I was sports entertained. I was entertained by professional wrestling tonight. Fuck it was, yeah. It's something that I'm going to remember forever. It was worth every penny. It was worth every Uber surge. It was worth every little bit of any amount of work that we all put into this, never mind the guys that actually put this on. And it was just the most fun. I mean, I can't even wait to tell you about what went on off, off the air. It was just so special. Dude, I cannot wait. Hey, um, quickly, is I'm, I'm going to just assume here, is, is Whitney there with you right now? She's about uh, 20 yards away from me. She kind of let me take care of this. It's just a little bit quieter over where I'm at. Do you think it would be appropriate would like for Whitney to do a little run-in? 
Absolutely. Yeah. I would love just, uh, the girlfriend experience here. Let, let me run the pastor. <laughs> she may just say like, no, let me fuck just run you, the but we'll see okay. how this goes. <laughs> Winnie Manning. They would like your perspective. If you are willing to talk to Mr. Jeremy Tate and Chris Bryan and myself, they would love your input. And just say that Chris, a minutes? Chris wants to say hi. Okay, great. Well, we're going to put you uh, over to Whitney Manning, soon to be Whitney Craft. Lovely. Hello, Whitney. Hi, how are you, Chris? Hi, Whitney. I have not spoken Hi. to you for a long time since New Orleans. I, I want to give you a, a cross-country um, uh, international hug right now. Like... There's, there's a virtual oh, thank you. hug going I hug on. You back. Uh, it, it's great to talk to you again. It's it's been a long time. We um for all of our listeners uh, sitting at home, um we had a, a lovely time in New Orleans on a WrestleMania weekend. I got to meet uh, Whitney for the first time, the fiance of my good friend uh, John Kraft, <laughs> um and I actually got to to film um their. The, the, the wedding proposal, which I was quite scared of, honestly. I was, I was quite nervous for, the, for this moment, but it, it went beautifully and, and it almost brought a tear to my you eye. Did a, <laughs> you did a great job, Chris. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. But yeah, we, we had a great time in New Orleans <laughs> together. Um, we had some excellent okay. beignets together and um, some, what were those awesome like New Orleans hoagies that we had that day? Oh, uh, Pub Boys. Oh boys! Oh fuck yeah, they were great. Yes. Yeah, but <laughs> they were wonderful. I had an excellent time um, meeting you, and and you're a, a wonderful person. And I couldn't think of a, a better person for my my friend uh, John to be fucking marrying. Um, so I. Oh, I, well, thank you, Chris. <laughs> I, I wanted to convey those positive vibes in addition to um, saying hello and and sort of getting this this live perspective of um, the the girlfriend experience of this this big crazy hyper wrestling weekend because i mean that's that's a, a big thing um for us wrestling fans oftentimes you know the the girlfriend uh comes along and and they maybe enjoy it a little bit or you know it, it can be a bit like oh this is gone forever or whatever and sometimes it doesn't translate but i i sort of wanted to see what you thought following this show which i don't know about you but i'm just like i was crazy excited to watch it and, and you were there in person so please like uh, tell us just about your whole uh, thoughts and, and, and just how you felt about uh, watching this this crazy um, wrestling evening. Of all the shows John has taken me to, this is actually my favorite. Um, it wow. was just generally fun. It was a different atmosphere. It was more lighthearted, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, there was also, I'm not you know invested in the storylines, but there were Hearts that were super emotional, and they touched me even when. Um, am I allowed to spoil things? Oh yeah, please. Can I please. spoil matches to you? People, <laughs> okay. people will not be receiving this show until a, a good couple days after the show has concluded. So, spoil to your heart's content. Okay, so when uh, Cody won, it was mm. super emotional. You could see the look in his eyes, um, and for me, not to know the background or not to have grown up watching wrestling mm-hmm. it was still a really powerful moment 
Yeah. And I really liked it. And then at the end, at the end of the show, um, the Jacksons brought their wives and kids on the stage. Oh, and cool. Again, it was just a really touching. You could tell that the event was special for the wrestlers, not just because it was a wrestling show, but because of it meant something personally to them. And as a spectator who's not watching it, I guess you could say for the sports entertainment quality, I really <laughs> liked that and it meant a lot to me. That's really cool. I mean, I, I connect with that stuff yeah. um, quite a bit myself. I mean, personally, um, I haven't mentioned it to, to the guys yet, but uh, my, my favorite match on the show was definitely Cody um, winning the NWA title. And I, I don't know if you knew, but like sort of the amount that that meant to him because of his dad holding that belt and everything. I'm assuming they sort of made that clear in the, the live um, house from the, the videos and things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I, John I got... shared that with me in the background. Cool, cool. But, I mean, I got caught up in the emotion of that moment, and it was really cool because, like, the commentators sort of laid out um, for that bit, so you just kind of, like, got to soak up the the specialness of that. Um, And, yeah, I I thought Mm -hmm. that was really cool, and and it's awesome to hear that it it translated um, outside of, you know, wrestling, wrestling fans in that way. It it absolutely did. Um, But apart from the emotional side, I really enjoyed the end. Yeah. Um, the the Jackson said they were kind of rushed at the end just because pay per view time, but it yeah. was very flippy and very entertaining for a twelve minutes or whatever they were able to be out there for. That was probably my favorite as far as like entertainment wise. That's crazy to hear that it was like so short because um, like we were watching at my place. With, uh, I was watching with the guys, and it, um, it it felt like towards the end it was a bit of a, a rush sort of uh, sprint. And I, when it was getting near mm-hmm. the near falls, I, I checked my watch and I knew like sort of they had four hours for the pay-per-view time of this, mm-hmm. this little shindig. And, um, yeah, so I checked it and it was like, guys, we have a minute left of pay-per-view time. And as soon as that happened, the finish happened and then they were off the air within 30 seconds, which is, is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you imagine trying to be that, that sort of, time um focus to be able to know all it i mean i guess that's the thing putting on a big live event like this but i thought that was nuts um so i mean it it, it felt good and and please tell us because we didn't see anything after the the live event um concluded so it basically that the one two three and then within 30 they... seconds we're off the air so please tell us what what you saw um, so after the show ended, and John will probably go in a little more detail with you on this, but after they ended, um, Kenny, Omega, the Jacksons, Cody, uh, Kota Ibushi, Hangman Page were all on stage, as well as the Jacksons' wives, Brandy Rhodes, and uh, Matt and Nick Jackson's parents mm-hmm. all came out. Um, and they each kind of took turns. The Jacksons took turns. Uh, Cody... And then Kenny all took turns talking and thanking the crowd. But Cody talked for a good several minutes. That was really powerful about it. the wrestling doesn't belong to any one person, any one company, any one man. Belongs mm-hmm. to. He basically made the statement that we are pro wrestling, referring to like the fans. And it was a really nice, powerful moment. And that even though there's different promotions, I think trying to inquire as to Kenny Omega that they're all staying a team. That's so cool. That's so great to hear. Yeah, um, it was good. It was nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish we got to see that ourselves, but um, 
that that's really awesome. I mean, I would assume that a thing like that would have been a, a, a big deal. Um, and I mean, I, I watched a lot of hype videos and things like that where, where um, Cody and the, the Bucks and everyone was basically talking about how much this show meant to them um, as, as guys. And I'm, I'm sure, like you're saying, like everyone on that show, um, it meant a tremendous amount to them to be there, to, to be for the first, like, non WWE show to draw 10,000 plus since like 1999. Like, that's it, it's an insane, it's a beautiful uh, accomplishment, and um, I'm just so tremendously happy for everyone. I'm, I'm happy that it was like such a great show as well. A lot of times in wrestling, sometimes I mean, these shows can be, uh, you know, when it's hyped up to be the, the best thing ever, you know, it's hard to live up to that hype, but I think this one definitely did. And um, it's awesome to hear from the live perspective uh, from from you that it it uh, did as well. So that's, that's really cool. It, it absolutely did. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I'm gonna give you back to John. Sounds uh, good. But I can't wait to see you in two weeks. No worries. I um I, I can't <laughs> wait to, to see you guys as well. And I um I definitely uh, look forward to being there for the the big day um, when the. <laughs> The wedding nurse <laughs> is too, happening. <laughs> <laughs> Me Great. too. I'm glad you're coming. I will definitely Bye, be there. All right. Thank you, Whitney. We appreciate you. <laughs> of course. Bye. You could Hello, John Craft back on the air. John Craft. <clears throat> yeah, she she was ready to get off the line quick, man. She's like, oh man, all this wrestling time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she was super embarrassed when I called her over. But it sounded like she did great. I couldn't hear y'all's ramblings, but it sounded like she did great. I knew that she I would them be. To, I let them take the lead. They they had a little conversation. I just sat back in the cut, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, my friend, for not including you more. But it was was really oh, exciting for for me to sort of get to get to say what's up to to Whitney again. John, you know that you have uh, met a, a very special lady there as we have discussed many times before. Oh, she's a keeper. Indeed. Hey, I drag her ass to so many things, and she only gives the smallest of complaints. So she's very, (laughs) very special to me. Man, I can't believe we're all going to be hanging out in like two weeks' time. Fucking A. Battle of LA, where it all started, gentlemen. Where it all started. How much things have changed in 12 months. Um... But like, how much everything's still like the the same enthusiasm at the the same time. I'm I'm so happy, guys. I um I'm I'm probably a little bit embellishing on everything because, ladies and gentlemen, I may be a little bit drunk because that was the theme of the show today. Um, just uh, in in terms of revealing things, uh, we we drank um uh, a little six pack of Monteith's American Pale Ale. Uh, quite delightful. I'm not sure if you guys have that in the States. It was a, a West Coast style uh, pale ale, high percentage, almost like an IPA, but a, a little bit uh, slightly taken back. And then I've been on the um, Japanese whiskey uh, ever since that time, and now I'm drinking a Ooh. glass of um, soda and sochu. Uh, so, yeah, having a great time. Uh, I'll, I'll throw this one over to Jeremy first, and then we can hear from uh, John as to his drinking experiences from the past couple hours. <laughs> well, uh, I last last evening I knew that we were planning on drinking for the wrestling show, so I actually bought a twelve pack of beer last night that I ended up drinking way too much of last night. So I only had about five beers before the show began, but I'm on to my second 
uh, now as far as the recording is concerned. Nice. I myself am drinking an Elysian IPA called Day Glow, and it's quite delicious, quite Day strong. Glow. And has the coolest picture of a tiger, all neon, shooting lasers out of its eyes. And, you know, Ooh. that's pretty much a badass label. Oh, yeah. I am definitely a sucker for sick labels. I mean, I don't know if the, the graphic designer sort of thing comes out to me in those ways. And I'm just easily persuaded by sick design work. Uh, as Hell, I am. As for you, sir, I mean, let's do take a little side note here and give props to the excellent Scott Steiner... Um, tea design that you did recently uh and i thank saw you, i saw this tea design with uh scott Steiner in various um amazing photo ops from the Starcast weekend great job sir yeah it was crazy people were sending me pictures especially with them standing with my good friends or my good buddies the bucks uh they the shirt itself, I don't know the one he's selling or the one he has on right now if I'm making money off both of them. But originally it was just a plain black one uh, mm-hmm. with his face on the front. And now he has a cool looking one that's like a heathered gray with an actual frame around the photo itself, which mm-hmm. I better be making money off of both. Well, that's all I'm saying. But anyway. Well, yeah, I, mean, I mean, you know, I, my... I got the picture as well. That was great. Congratulations. <laughs> so, so good. People like uh, a normal rate for a design is quite cheap. Uh, based off of just getting, I never really normally would never say, yes, I will take money off per sales because that usually doesn't work too well in mm-hmm. my favor. But this time, quite well. It's like 18 times what I normally get paid for one shirt design off of this shirt in less than a month. And I don't think it's going to slow down like right away. So, yeah, thank you, Scott. Thank you, memes. Memes are cool. Oh, yeah. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know already, please check out Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, check out the Scott Steiner store and check out the greatest uh, Scott Steiner shirt that has ever been a thing. Uh, Scott Steiner cross Albert Einstein as a a tribute to the amazing promo that Scott Steiner did with Petey Williams from way back in the day in in, in TNA. Um, The the mathematical uh, thing, I'm not going to describe it. You know what's up. Give that a Google and and you'll be uh, tremendously enjoying things. But yeah, great shirt design and I'm so happy to hear that uh, you uh, fruitfully benefited from it, sir. Hell yeah. So great. Scott looked great in it. Scott looked great in it. Tremendous. (laughs) So good. Well, what have you been drinking on this evening, John? Yeah, let's pass on the baton. So I I started my day off actually um, having breakfast cooked by my sister. We had a little cocktail before we left, and we got out here. Uh, got out here for the Flips all-out party. Beers were ten dollars for a twelve-ounce, and a Very bottle cool. of water was six dollars. And yeah, after we picked up our T-shirts, we decided to just do a different route. So we hung out there for a minute, saw DJ Z's uh, set for a minute. He was DJing. Mm-hmm. Uh, our friend Nick Gossard of the uh, Denver Lucha Libre Laughs joined us. He's a good friend of DJ Z's. We hung out for a minute, and then we went to that Dave and Buster's place called Main Event. Uh, it took us about 20 minutes to get attention from a bartender, despite the fact that I was right there at the bar. And so we doubled up all of our beers. I had two 24-ounce Goose Island Green Line. Ooh, Goose Island mm, is, delicious. A, is a uh, Chicago brewery. I, I believe sure there are much is. but I might be wrong. No, it definitely and the, is. the Green Line is, is, a, is a nod to their, uh, the train, line, to right? their uh, train line. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And it was a good 7%. I had two 24 ounces of that, as, as did we all. And then we actually uh, we got an appetizer sampler. 
and it came out with wings that were not tossed in hot sauce. And so as I went to inquire about what was up with our wings, mm-hmm. the lady came back and said, hey, you guys are nice. Our manager wanted to just give you a whole second appetizer sampler, which was like 20 bucks each. Um, and it came with a spinach and artichoke dip. It came with Ooh. fried cheese curds, as well as the wings that were later tossed in hot sauce for us. So yeah. we had a good time with that. And then when I went into the arena, uh, there were a couple specials. One, you could get a lemonade for $5, which wasn't bad. Or you could get a lemonade with Sky Citrus Vodka in it for 12 bucks, so like a $7 Ooh. shot. A grown-up so we lemonade. We like to go with those for a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, and Whitney loved that. That was her preferred. Um, <laughs> a can of beer was $10, or you could get you know, liquor and a delicious lemonade for 12 So we elected for that most of the time. Uh, but also, when we'd run to make a little piss break, it really just kind of depended on what line was shorter as far as whether we had the beer or more liquor. So that was kind of what we did there. Um, great times. Looking forward to keeping the party going, albeit I might sober up on this potentially $200 hour and a half <laughs> Uber ride. Uh, but you were definitely looking to keep this party going, and uh, and we've had some fun festivities the whole time. Dude. Uh, guys, uh, I do want to shed, if we continue, I do want to shed some light on some events that happened at the AAW show on Thursday. Yeah. So let me know when the time is appropriate for that, because that is when the real debauchery happens. Ooh. But right now we're talking about All In. I uh, I don't want to table that. It was, like I said, it, it's the happiest I've ever been watching wrestling. It, it so was great. so much fun. I mean, so many callbacks, you know, everything from uh, the Macho Man, Jay Lethal act, as mm-hmm. well as, you know, and he really played that out through the whole matches. Oh, and the pre-tape I mean, it, as well? So... I love that pre-tape uh, where they teased it, where it was like he's looking in the mirror and it was like oh, a throwback yeah, 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 to yeah. the Ultimate Warrior in WCW, like looking back in the mirror. I thought that was that was tremendous. Yeah. It was fantastic. I mean, all the callbacks. Even the uh, even the NWA was callbacks to Dusty Rhodes. It's, it, you know, I was talking oh, the finish, right? And we thought it was interesting. That, you know, the finish, yeah, absolutely. But like, it just felt like they covered a different decade with each match, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. and all the different styles of wrestling you know there was something here for everybody and there was a lot for many people yeah and it, it was just truly special like i elated is the word like i mm-hmm. i'm on cloud nine right now and i'm probably more sober than both of you yeah i think that's <laughs> that's probably very true i mean to to me uh again before i pass on the baton uh it was was the most elated and, and special that i've felt following a, a live pay-per-view that i've watched since um i mean jeremy and i have discussed uh, before about how much of a a big time old school ecw fan i am but since that uh, original one night stand uh back in like 2006 2005 something like that yeah um but like after that show yeah and i was just so buzzing after that and then you know they fucked it up royally afterwards as, as they of course would um, but I mean, I was just on cloud nine following that show from nostalgia and just excitement and just everything about it was tremendous. And and this is the closest I've felt about an American wrestling show since that time. So that's like fucking, that's over a decade ago, guys, guys, this is like the best American wrestling show I've watched in over a decade. I, I want to say, and I don't even I'm think so that held up too. I don't think that's overstating the point. Hey, like, I mean, there's there's a, a special magic feeling, and this is the whole reason I wanted to, to talk to you guys um, while we're still in this sort of immediate vibe of excitement following the show. Just yeah, well, I'm still staring at the arena. Yeah, that's, oh, man. I, I'm just 
so excited, so much fun. Um, everything was what it should have been. There was so much hype, and I know we were talking to Whitney just before about how a lot of the time the hype uh, it just can't possibly live up to the actual show, and and this one did. Oh, and, it fucking did. Overwhelmingly, just the fun and everything about it was was so cool. I mean, we got to see DDP hit a fucking diamond cutter, guys. Fuck. Oh. Oh, it's amazing. We thought he there, was gonna man. stretch out Cody and like do like a downward dog yoga stretch or something and send him <laughs> back in the ring. Oh and my it was god! Better. Had they done that, I I actually thought that was gonna happen. I was like, please God, that would be the worst. <laughs> like the only corny thing to ever happen on the show. But yeah, it worked out fucking perfect. I actually I found some audio. Yes, we were the only ones. The, that, yeah. I found some audio of the closing speeches. If we want to maybe take a quick listen by any means, uh, Chris, are you interested at all? Yeah, please. I haven't heard it, so I think that'd be great. All right. Here we go. This show doesn't happen. It's coming through good? Yeah, I can hear Like a freaking amazing moment. So good. Still, still money coming from the ceiling. <laughs> so it was breaking up a little bit on my end, but it sounded like that was the uh, post-show get together in the ring. Was that right? I heard my yes, wife sir. Dana. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that was such a special moment, guys. Like, I mean, I Whitney did shed light on that. That it was just so powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, if you watch the uh, the last All Us thing before. Yep, uh, I did. Show, the one that came out a few days ago. Indeed. And Cody was talking about that speech, right? That nobody owns pro wrestling. There's not one entity. And he wasn't taking a shot at WWE. He's taking a shot at any monopolizing entity. And just that it, rising tides raise all ships. Yep. And it's not any one company. You can't just poach all the talent. It's just not how it works. It's every single person, every fan, every wrestler, every promoter, everybody in creative. I mean, it, like, it's it's a product that every single person puts in a little bit of work to to come out with what we see. And that was the most special thing tonight, just to see everybody in the ring together, giving each other props. Even Kenny Omega said, I cannot let my ego get in the way. I actually had nothing to do with this. You know, it's it started with Cody. Young Bucks joined in. I'm really proud of these guys. But, you know, I don't want to take away from their mind what they've done. And, uh, you know, that, that was just so special. Like, we all felt a part of something very, very special tonight. Yeah. And you could tell because all the fans were behaving. I don't know if you could see it on camera. We were worried for potentially the rowdiest, most smarty experience of our lives. And, I mean, everybody stayed seated. Everybody went nuts when they needed to go nuts. Yep. And when everybody stood, everybody stood. When everybody was seated, everybody sat. There were no beach balls. There was a giant inflatable penis. I don't know if you saw that uh, get on the, get on the air. Uh, but somebody sitting on the floor was was dangling around a large inflatable penis. And, I mean, uh, I, I the, saw the, the Ryan segment. I saw the inflatable um, penises. Uh, the Undertaker henchman 
Uh, that was a, a tremendous moment ah, of the show. Yeah, the druids. Penis yeah, the, hooded, the hooded druids. The, the doodlids? Penis I don't druids. know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so there was a guy they, they sitting probably 10 rows back on the floor. Uh, yeah, well, it seemed like he made it on the live broadcast for just a second. But, you know, the funny thing about it is he didn't pull out that fake dick any other time except for the Joey Ryan segment. Like <laughs> I said, everybody was just so engrossed with the show and just happy to be a part of something. Nobody wanted to be a dick. That's and great. And it, it was literally, I mean, talking about Whitney accompanying me to these shows, right? Like, she, uh... <laughs> She didn't like all the wrestling fans in the world. You know, not everybody is her favorite wrestling fan. And uh, she was just, I mean, very, very thrilled that it was just such a good experience. Everybody that was around us was great. You know, by the end of the night, all of us were just kind of hugging in our row, just glad to be a part of something special. Oh, and it really reflected with the attention of the crowd. That's so cool. Because, um, I mean, like my most positive moment from the um, New Orleans um WrestleMania weekend experience, but more so than that, like you know, obviously all of the the super crazy indie shows that we got we got to go to, um, was the 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 moments where you just connect with other fans over these things. Like I remember after mm-hmm. that that bomb ass um sweet match with Matt Riddle and Will Ospreay, which to me was like the best match of the whole weekend. Oh. And we were next to like oh, a bunch so of just good. awesome fans and we're just like jumping up and down as soon as the finish hit and it was just like hit the perfect crescendo and we were just like high-fiving and like hugging and it's like that was so great that we got to experience this whole thing together. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like same vibes for, for you guys for, for tonight, maybe even more so, right? Better, better. I mean, yeah. I was there for that show. You're right. That was such a special match. Everybody knew it was special when we saw it. But imagine if that match was broken up into ten matches or whatever it was over five hours. Yeah. I mean it was it was just so consistent. So good. The the, the feeling never ended. It it start, everybody was fired up walking in, everybody was fired up free gaming at that restaurant across the street, and it just did not die the entire time. And I, I can tell by looking at these fifty people that are all still sitting on the steps waiting for the Uber to drop that I mean, everybody is still just beaming. So awesome. I mean, like for this this show, like, there were so many, like, maybe, like, not the matches that you thought were going to be crazy good, but, like, the matches that were the surprises, that were the, the big deal for me. Like, that fucking Hangman Page, Joey Janela match, I enjoyed the I shit called out that, of that. that. That would be the match of the night. Yeah, right. I mean, both <laughs> of those was, guys had so my, much to prove. That was my pick. Yeah. Love that. Uh, and Jeremy? all the stories from being the elite paid off. Like, yeah. not just in that match, but heavily in that match and in others as well. Mm-hmm. But all of these stories that were just kind of meta internet things, like they all played into their own promotion, you know, for one night only. And, and just the callbacks to the different things, you know, Hangman, like I said, let's just be specific here. You know, Hangman and his boots uh, getting dumped out of the garbage bag and him trying mm-hmm. to yell at the boots and it getting in his mind and then getting kicked in the face when he was distracted. And the you phone know, I mean, as well. Perfect. And then. Oh, the phone. phone joking out with the phone. <laughs> oh, it was just great. It was just great. And then, of course, Joey Ryan was going to come out, right? We'd heard he was in town. He wasn't advertised. But when he came out with all those dick druids, man, it just it just took it to another level. It, we were kind of joking, like, hey, that's how Undertaker should have retired, except for this is with dicks. <laughs> um, and everybody was chanting, rest in penis. Oh, great. I didn't hear that. That's awesome. Oh, my personal favorite yeah. was the the book flip angle. How he didn't get booked, but he ended up getting in the fucking battle royal. Oh, that blew me away. 
That was like one of the best culminations of an angle and in recent wrestling history, mm-hmm. and it was just a fucking oh, the joke. So sweet. Yeah, the best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I recently I mean, watched. They, they made stories out of inside jokes. Yeah, I mean, and I because I, I got the honor club gimmick for like this uh, this pay per view, right? So I, I watched that um, flip match with uh, with Aldis for the NWA title, which we all thought was you know Nick, um, Flip's last chance of, of being all in. Um, and and that was actually awesome, such a great match. Um, and then yeah, to to see the the final note on the story of a flip finally finally um, getting all in, I, I thought that was great. And then yeah, really fun with Jay. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, lots of fun. So great. I mean, uh, oh. it, uh, highlights, guys. I mean, highlights and MVPs. It's so hard to to put a, a thing on these. But but what are your thoughts? Well, I've got one. I, uh, you know, I'm always trying to put over Bandito on the show, and this guy lived it up as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, the guy sitting to my right, hardcore wrestling fan, heard that I was fired up Bandito, turned to me and said, I actually have no idea who this guy is, so I'm just going to sit back, take your word for it, enjoy it. <laughs> By the end of the match, he said, I cannot believe that I have not heard of what is probably your favorite wrestler. I'm a fan for life. I'm going to watch this guy. And, I mean, he, you know, he killed so it at AW. He killed it. And all in. I mean, he, he is my personal MVP just because of the lower expectations that I think are set for him. Uh, you know, everybody knows Phoenix. He's got a different style than Phoenix. He's very flippy, too. You know, he is making a name for himself and, and just absolutely crushed it. And then the other MVP, I think you just got to give it to Cody. You know, first yeah. off, he made all this happen. But second, he had his face turned just only a few, you know, weeks ago. And uh, it, it was so over like when he came out everybody gave him a standing ovation like the creator of this program he was so i mean everybody was just going nuts for cody and you could tell it was really getting to him as well you know after he won his match he was in tears Mm -hmm. um you know it it just everything went off without a hitch and i think everybody that put it on was just you know they knew that this was just better than anybody could have asked it to be and so i i think he's definitely the mvp of the entire show but if you want to talk about straight athleticism, I'm always going to give it to my guy Bandito. Yeah, man. Oh, I I was so stoked for for both of those. Actually, I was like a, a big sort of uh, bit of my heart kind of uh, set aside for for both of those moments. I mean, for the I I wanted to put a, a big shout out on this podcast to the the uh, excellent skills and and promotional uh, just fantasticness of Billy Corgan and that that hype video series of the the NWA of the the 10 pounds of gold going into this mm-hmm. um Cody Rhodes match with uh with Nick Aldis um it, it took a match that a, a lot of people like purely saw in a two-dimensional way of like oh it'd be cool to see Cody finally get his dad's belt right but it, it just uh, expanded that um and it just told such a, 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 yeah. a great story, like through the, the match as well. Like it was such a, a different match. And that was one of the things that we were remarking while watching great. it on and how much of like, you know, this is a type of show where it's like a, a show where the high spots are the stuff that's going to get over, right? Um, but like this match like just told such a good story, such a good, solid story. There are a lot of like subtle things that happened that I thought were really cool. And just the, the payoff at the end of, of – you know, um, Cody finally winning the belt, which was the ultimate thing, but it was so well done. Um, and, and I thought uh, Aldis did yeah, a, a great job People were running well. in the aisles. That's so cool. Like, how cool people is it? People were literally running on the cement 
aisles, just on the floor section. People were just running up and down, high-fiving everybody. I mean, I saw people doing cartwheels. That's amazing. And, and that's like to, to like think about this, guys. Like, this was for an NWA title change. I don't think people have been that fucking stoked to see an NWA title change since, like, maybe 1990 when um, Sting won it off of Flair. Like, this is, this is craziness. Mm-hmm. And and it was so fucking good. Like I'm I'm so excited to see what's next for the NWA title after that. Hey, I think they've revitalized that whole program. I mean, starting with Billy Corrigan, but mm-hmm. uh, it's very clear that Cody. Uh, now that we know who won, I mean, Cody is is going to revitalize the. I mean, that championship. I mean, he's going to raise it to a new level, and you know, he couldn't be more proud to do so. Yeah, and I, I mean, if, if Billy wasn't here and we were still with that, um, I don't even want to mention his name, but that, that prior uh, guy that uh, shafted the NWA and, and took over it, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, if he was still in charge of the NWA, you know, I wouldn't have such high hopes. But given just what I've seen from Billy Corgan so far in, in terms of raising the, the, the profile of this, you know, one video at a time and... and not rushing and just, you know, just one step at a time, guys. We're going to build this. We're going to build this. We're going to build this. And then to see the, the climax that we saw tonight, I thought that was um, fantastic. So, yeah, can't wait to see what's next. And, and who knows when um, or, or what the, the promotion to where this this uh, NWA, the next chapter of the story is going to happen. So, yeah, very cool. Right. Uh, as far as the matches, I was a big fan of, of course, just like John, I was very much looking forward to Joey Janela versus Adam Page, mm-hmm. and it did not let me down by any means. That was a really tremendous fucking violent match. Joey is a fucking maniac. Yikes. Some of the shit that <laughs> the fucking shit they pulled off was fucking bananas, but the match that I, uh, when we everyone rumored was it to be announced and finally was, was Penta and Kenny. Uh, that lived up to all the hype. I yeah. was blown away by that. The the zero fear mentality of Penta, of course, is always there, but fucking did not even look Kenny Omega down, like no back down whatsoever to like the biggest star you know, on the planet right now. Fucking mm-hmm. and again, violent as fuck. What the hell? And even like the notes of subtlety. Oh, my my buddy Melon um, gave a shout out to this match on the finish. Of the of the Kenny given um, his uh, his finish to Pentagon Junior, he actually did it with the other side, the other arm, because of mm-hmm. um, Penta breaking the you know doing the arm break spot um, move from Lucha Underground on his other arm. So he did it with the, the different arm to what he would normally do. Uh, I thought those kind of like subtle notes just blew my mind. And then going back to that um, fucking Joey Janela match that awesome bomb on the ramp off the over the <clears> stairs <throat> i've never been so scared hey <laughs> jeez such a good match so good so good both of those great stuff loved it every match was great like i i really enjoyed kenny omega penta just i mean because of maybe not not any implications just because of the once in a lifetime feel of it mm-hmm. and they both got their shit in i mean it was great I, when he when he broke Kenny's arm, I said, "Well, you only need one wing to do a one winged angel, right?" Huh. And then the swerve at the end. Oh man, you know, I, everybody knew something was up when he went to take off his hood, and nobody expected Jericho. It was huh. fantastic. I thought it was great because when we were watching it um, here, 
because they, they did a great job on the, the the television broadcast where when the lights went out they, they really did a, a great serious soul job of oh sorry guys you know sometimes these things happen and and they had it for such a long period that you're like oh all right maybe this isn't a surprise maybe this is just a they're like yeah the, the weird i really need to pay the electric bill yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the lights came back on. You're like, oh, it's, it's just um, Pentagon and, and uh, Kenny Omega there. All right. But then you look, and, and we noticed it when we are watching it live here. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Those aren't Pentagon Jr.'s tattoos. I know those tattoos. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I think it, it, like, organically spread through the crowd to where it's, like, sort of the crowd members are like, oh, this is Jericho, this is Jericho. And then, like, you hit that fucking code breaker and the place just exploded. So good. All the oh, plug is cruise. What a way just to the hide plug the cruise. Is cruise. <laughs> 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 Gotta get that Jared plug in. Jared plug. Oh, that was, yeah, unfortunately, I won't be able to make a cruise or report on that, but I'm expecting uh, good things from it as well. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like it'll be a lot of fun. I mean, I, I wish that I could do. sounds horrible. <laughs> it sounds like an amazing, a horrible thing to do. Go on a cruise with a bunch of wrestling fans and be stuck on a boat. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> I love you guys, but oh my god, there'd be. I'd have to, like to quarantine myself like to a corner. Too many weirdos. No, it does sound awesome, but like, cruises always freak me the fuck out. I stand up to get sick and have the shits on some boat, and then just get all kinds of choppy water and I'm gonna vomit everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy, I fans. I love the contrarian in you sometimes. That was great. <laughs> Sorry. All the matches and everything sound cool, but it just sounds like the most miserable thing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you're excited for the, the Jericho cruise, just take a moment <laughs> and think about all those wrestling fans that are going to be on that boat and reconsider your excitement, damn it. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes when you're stuck in the building with all them... It can smell quite aromatic. I can all these guys on a boat exposed directly to the sun. And don't don't forget don't forget all the alt rock and metal concerts. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, there's... oh, that's a oh, dangerous combination. Oh man, it's, let me tell you, that's going to be the best crowd ever. Oh man! But if you are going on this cruise, please <laughs> enjoy the shit out of it. I'm sure. I would go with a free ticket. Uh, <laughs> I, it's been kind of with in my running joke, like, hey, Wit, now we got to go on this wrestling cruise. And she's like, John, you know you don't even want to go on that shit. <laughs> the, the Bruise Cruise from back in the day. Yeah. I think that's what WCW called theirs. Love it. It's fantastic. Um, so, Guys, what, what a weekend this has been, man. I mean, I, I did not get a chance to go to StarCast. I uh, came in town for my sister's birthday and got some quality time. I did go to AW. I saw I a, wanted uh, to a ask good about friend, that, actually. Please tell us, tell us about the AEW experience. Um, this was like the, the for the listeners at home again. The prior two nights to this this crazy extravaganza of wrestling uh, was the uh, AAW shows. They were like the only indie that did like the piggyback kind of shows. And from all accounts, I heard that the both shows were awesome. Uh, please, John, you you we did you end up going to two? I thought you were only allowed to go to one. Yeah, so I did buy a ticket the Thursday and Friday under the condition that when the lineups came out, I would sell one. Uh, yeah, as, as, you, as you get older and things start getting more serious, sometimes you have to provide a little bit more balance to your, your partner in life. And, uh, Indeed. You know, she just hates that all my vacation dates that I require her to take as well uh, always involve wrestling. And, you know, so two shows, that was still a lot for her. She wasn't exactly thrilled, especially when I came home hammered at three o'clock in the morning and don't even remember getting home. 
And I mean, uh, like, Bryan, not to interrupt, but so I mean, know. to to Whitney's defense, yeah. I did want to mention that Chicago is a fucking magical place from personal experience. And to to think that you may be missing out of, of on some of the magical experiences of Chicago uh, by watching fucking wrestling. I mean, I could see that from a girlfriend perspective as as being a, a fucked up thing to do. Oh yes, yeah, she's not wrong. You know? But Chris, you will uh, you will love this. Apparently, mm-hmm. cutting to the end of the night, um, I did stumble in home uh, at at three o'clock in the morning. I looked at my Ubers the next day, and I can't even tell you where I might have been in those hours. I don't remember anything past <laughs> midnight or so. Uh, but uh, uh, apparently, I got home and started yelling about Will Ferreira to Whitney. Um, Dirty Dick Will Ferreira. did not want that brought up anymore. <laughs> but if anybody remembers our WrestleMania weekend stories, I don't uh, think we've ever how... shared that story, my friend. I don't. Well, I don't want to put him on blast. He may or may not have known that my fiance had just been recently been engaged to her uh, to me, except for the fact that she pointed that out to him. Um, <laughs> but he did uh, flirt with her a little bit after she'd made it known that we were engaged. And oh, I believe that during the Ring of Honor show, we proceeded to heckle him. Got our entire row to heckle this guy. And yep, I was she had never that. been so embarrassed. <laughs> um, she had never been so embarrassed. So apparently I got home blackout drunk after a night that I would love to include you on in just a moment. Uh, but the cut to the end of it, I got home and was apparently yelling about Will Ferreira and saying, <laughs> fuck him and fuck her. And they should run off together. And I can't even tell you what happened. Uh, and then I was not a good fiance because we were supposed to, part of this balance, wake up early and go to a museum the next day. And I, she left on time and I did not make the museum until about three o'clock, uh, which closed at five. Oh, so I was. I that is not, a fucking big museum. Was that the field museum? Listening. Yeah, that was a dick move. What's that? <laughs> was that the field museum? Actually, it was the Museum of Science and Industry, which is also pretty good. Oh, okay. Um, cool. She had a great time. She definitely held against me. I am not trying to pop <laughs> this off and make me sound like I was cool and drunk. Um, guys, pay attention to your partners. Indeed. And give them the balance they request because wrestling is a really hard endeavor for people that are not into it as much as we are. This is true. And that's where I fell short. Well, on this but I do want to tell you about Thursday. Oh, I'm so jealous. Sorry, Jeremy, <laughs> what was great that? Sport. I, I didn't think quite that's get that. Sorry, folks. My lady friend actually enjoys wrestling, so I don't have to worry about that. We actually met at a wrestling show, oh. uh, so it works out quite nice. Yes, yes, yes. Dude, that's fucked up. <laughs> rubbing it in yeah no man i um well, i think that further to john's point it is a, a great thing for us all to remind all of the wrestling obsessed fucking maniacs that are listening to this madness sometimes you just got to be an attentive partner you know wrestling uh only yeah. goes so far um and uh sometimes uh, the, the the girlfriend things are more important than wrestling. So. Oh yeah, I'm totally understand. Yeah, my um, my last lady friend was not too partial to me taking trips down to uh, Reseda, California, three years in a row instead of going on a trip or something with her. So yeah, I I get that. I get that. Boo. Boo. Oh yeah, yeah. They're not wrong. They're not wrong. <laughs> nope. Now, guys, no, while sir. I am across the street from Wit, I would like to include you on uh, Thursday's adventures. Oh, um, yeah. Because shortly we're probably going to be walking down the same street together. But despite the fact that she knows some of this, despite the fact she's probably going to hear it in the podcast, I uh, I just don't want to hear me talk about it right now. So I'll tell you this. First off, AEW was great. I ended up sitting next to a guy who films uh, as a courtesy our Lucha Libre and Laugh 
promotion in Denver that we've talked about. Uh, his name's Ben Ledoux. Ben came there with his friend. He goes everywhere. He was at Mania Week. You guys should meet him. He might be Ebola. Um, but my seat at AAW, coincidentally, was direct next to his seat. So it was like, holy shit, here's Ben, here's John. We took some pictures. He actually videoed and took pictures of the whole event pretty much and because that's his thing. And I just got to sit back and enjoy it, and he's going to send me all the pictures. So we had a great time. Uh, Pentagon and Phoenix versus Bandito and Flamita. Bandito and Flamita came out in all white gear, not a, another color on them at all. I mean, Bandito nice. had the white pants tonight, but he had a red mask. They were just so fresh, so clean, and all white. Can I? Uh, I didn't get time. to watch Trevor that. Lee versus... Can I? I just want to interject oh. here because I was I was trying to watch this, but the 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 and I don't know if it was just me, but the the high spot stream was a little bit uh, iffy uh, going through it. So I'm going to watch that as soon as they put it up on demand. But most importantly, my favorite part of the fantastic team of Flamita and Bandito, in brackets, not Junior. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was the the sweet little jig jive dance that they do? Um, did did you get to see oh, that yeah. this evening, sir? Flossy I sure did see called. it, and I, I believe that Marco Stunt gave a the the flossy. Is that what you said it is? Flossine, flossine, like your teeth. Flossing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That does make sense given what it looks like. Yeah, Marco Stunt actually pulled that off today as well in the Battle Royal, and that was funny. That's but great. yeah, they, that's been their thing. You know, it's funny when I was down in Tijuana for the crash. Uh, these friends that I'd made at the meet and greet, uh, the locals down there were like, "God, I love Antito and Flamita, but I, they need to cut that dancing shit out." I'm just tired oh, of it. Oh no! And, you, know, you know it's, it's rude. Like we, we love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we it love it. From but, the fucking um, game Fortnite, like the the kids game. Uh, it's like, oh, uh, is it? Yeah, where you, like they the do content. celebration dances. Yeah, so there's uh, that's one of the celebration dances from the game. I, yeah, we're getting old when we don't realize these references. Yeah, just are popping up in wrestling. I'm not up on these cool kids youth references. I just um, enjoy them for their own thing. So it's yeah. great to have it actually explained to me. Thank you. Uh, my my young friend yeah. for telling no no I felt I old something too. <laughs> no dude I I was like what the hell is this what's this Fortnite game why are these stupid dances popping up everywhere oh my god I am officially starting to feel old <laughs> like, when you're out of touch with that shit like wrestling always incorporates the the popular culture thing for a yep. while you know like they always bring it in for a little bit and when they started peppering this floss dancing I'm like what the hell is this thing and then I had to explain I'm like oh god I guess I'm I'm out of touch officially. I mean, I guess both of these yeah, dudes, we are getting like old, guys. Bandito, we are grown men that watch this shit. We are grown men that watch <laughs> nice. this shit. I mean, nice. Bandito and Flamita are probably two dudes in their early twenties, right? And we're like men in our yeah. early thirties. Yeah. I want to say, is that safe for they everybody? They respect their elders when they talk to us. <laughs> really? I'll go with that. <laughs> You're the anti-aging yeah. vampire of this crew, Mister Vanderbeek. Yeah, I, I, I probably look younger than everybody, <laughs> but I'm oldest. <laughs> Oh so man, good. yeah. I'll tell you what. I Whitney. Uh, I'll refrain. She's a couple years younger than me. I'm gonna be 31 later this year. So oh, that's yeah, all right. it's, I mean it's funny. Well, within I get year, older, then. and all the rest of us stay the same age, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> you guys just keep coming up. Um, but yeah. So at this AEW show, they did have not a formal meet and greet, but it's some of PWG where when you go in, they've got their you know T-shirts draped over the ring. They're all hanging like out, chilling on the. They got a Phoenix. Had a really long line. Yeah. yeah, and I would like to share a couple stories from that, if that's all right. So please, oh. please, sir. So first off, my first time ever seeing MJF work, 
was at the Evolve show, I believe it was, a Romania weekend. And he came out and did his mic work. I mean, he's 22 years old. And I think we all, if you've seen him, like he's so on point with his mic work. And his ring stuff's not bad either. He is going to be great. Freaky is, for his limited experience. I, I, yeah, like I, I don't want to compare him to The Miz because I know he's trying to be his own guy. But like he's got really powerful, cocky heel work. And it's so good. Hey, so I, I said to this evening um, to, to the, the, the buddies that I watched the show with, I'm like, already this dude within the, the short career that he's had, I think he's like a better version of The Miz. Honestly, I mean, I don't know if that's like my oh, personal versions, but he already like, has all some unique. Wait till he's married to an international supermodel and has a kid. He's going to be on another level. <laughs> yeah, like the, the sent on to the arm when he was laying down, and then the package uh, shoulder breaker. Like he has a lot of really unique spots already. Yeah, yeah, real smart well, too. So and he I mean, was great. So nobody yeah. was talking to him. I, I I walked up to him and just said, "Hey, MJF, my name's John." And uh, he's like, what the hell do you want? (laughs) Well, I just wanted to tell you that the first time I ever even really heard of you was at Evolve, and you're just such an asshole. Like, I hate you so much, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you tonight. And uh, he goes to shake my hand, and I shake his hand, and he goes, don't fucking touch me. (laughs) And, and, uh, you know, we're talking for a minute, and and I'm I'm kind of sharing stories. Like, he heard me uh, speaking with DJZ, who had recently come to Leech the Grand Labs and knew Nick. Um, then we were just kind of introducing ourselves and talking for a minute. He was like, Hey, so you help out a promotion in Denver. Like for five seconds, he broke character and whispers in my ear. Hey, can you get me booked? And I'm like, I don't know. Let's see. And he goes, look, go fuck yourself again. And we talked for a minute and he's like, I cannot believe you have talked to me for five minutes and you will not buy my t-shirt. You're the asshole. Not me. And you know, we're just kind of, they're just it, like, I'm, I'm enjoying that he's staying in character the entire time. I love that. And then uh, at the very end of it, he goes to shake my hand again. And he goes, what did I tell you about fucking touching me, John? Also, <laughs> please give me a book. <laughs> so that was great. I, I really just wanted to give him a shout out for that because it was a really enjoyable part of my evening. Um, and then before that, I was talking to DJZ and said, hey, you know, you were in town in Denver last a uh, couple weeks ago and I wasn't able to see you uh, as my fiance's best friend got married up in the mountains. We had to go do that. Very rarely do I miss a local show of that promotion, and that was one time that I did. So I just introduced myself, said, you know, hey, I'm Nick's friend. Oh, is Nick here? No, he's not. Um, but uh, he mentioned that you guys might all be going out after this. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. Come to Exabar, which I will touch on in just a second. This is a story that Whitney probably doesn't want to hear twice. <laughs> uh, but so, like, meet and greets are great. Um, I do get – I finally get a picture with Phoenix with Pentagon. I've, had, I've met Pentagon before, but I've never got to meet my personal favorite wrestler, Phoenix. And Pentagon was like, oh, you don't want me in the picture. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but Phoenix is better wrestler than you. He goes, oh, I love my brother. He's so much better than, I mean, we're just, you know, ribbing each other around a little bit. He's like, oh yeah, you're really so much better than me. And uh, I'm glad you love him, but you know, let me get in this picture with you guys. <laughs> so I said, of course, of course, but, uh, you know, but so great show. Uh, Trevor Lee also incredibly nice. I mean, it's great. Fellow. Oh yeah. I love so Trevor after Lee. the show. DJZ had told me that it'd probably be 12.30 or 1 o'clock before they got there, but he said, go to Exit Bar. It's my favorite bar. We're going to be up there, see if Nick wants to come, but either way, you're welcome to come. So I go to this bar after the show. I go to a couple bars first, and I end up at this bar at like 11 o'clock, and it's a punk goth industrial type bar with two floors. And I go get a beer, and nobody's downstairs, but there's a guy selling wristbands upstairs for $5. And I say, well, what's up there? He goes, I can't tell you, but it's five bucks. If you want to go see, and I'm like, well, is this a carnival freak show? Like, what's hmm. going on? 
she goes, oh, you definitely want to go up there, but it's going to cost <laughs> five bucks. And I was like, all right, I got an hour to kill. So I go upstairs, and they are having a BDSM session. So to all of our um, not kinky listeners, that is tying people up with chains, flogging, you know, pain play, you know, <laughs> domination, humiliation, things like that. So um, I won't I won't share all my secrets, but I dated a girl in the past that was really kind of into that, and I don't hate it. Um, however, I she was on the submissive side, and I had never really learned that side or whatever. Um, so I'm talking to these people, just kind of killing time. You know, they're on like a break. I'm like, so you guys do this every night up here? And they're like, oh, some of the time. I'm like, that's crazy. This is like a wrestler's favorite bar, and I'm waiting on them. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm sure they might have, right? But uh, no, it was it was a good time. Um, learned, awesome. you know, I learned something that night, and uh, it was just a really really good time. You learned some skills. Uh, you learned some little we all some learned skills, lessons, right? Nice. Got some like, stuff like to take home. Park, where it's like, well, we all learned something, right? <laughs> uh, but so, anyways, around twelve thirty, the guys start showing up, and it's DJ Z, Trevor Lee, and Brody King, and. I, you know, we're talking and, you know, DJZ's like, oh, it's cool. Like, he's enough. Like, no problem. So these guys start warming up for a little bit. And I'd met them earlier and whatnot. Um, but albeit, I was much drunker than, than they were. And I offered to buy Brody King a beer. And he's like, no, I'm not really interested in that. I'm like, well, you know, if you're not interested in that. These people will beat the shit out of you if you want. He's like, oh, I get that done to me for free every day. So, no thanks. Um, but, you know, we're all kind of like drinking, hanging out and, and uh, just having a really good time. And then... Obviously, I don't really know where my night ended. I do remember I bought a $15 whole pizza from a vendor uh, just to eat a slice, and then I gave it away to somebody, and that's all I remember. Uh, <laughs> so not proud of that. You know, it's, it's not a good or bad thing. I'm not saying it's cool to get that drunk, but uh, it happens. Um, and it was a really good time because, you know, why, why not party with these guys, right? So that was a good time. Shout out to those guys just for allowing me to accompany them, and I'm sure they were putting up with me a little bit. So, you know, I appreciate that. It was a great time. Um, and then, so the next day we went to a museum and obviously I got there very late when it was pissed. Um, but then that night we went on a ghost tour, a walking ghost and gangsters tour. Awesome. And immediately within 15 minutes, it started pouring rain. We were all hiding under a bridge near the river walk of Chicago, right by Trump tower. Oh, river walk, and we beautiful. all stood there for about an hour and a half and about three fourths of our, uh, three fourths of our group fell out. And uh, excuse me, one second. I just need to check this Uber price real quick. Hang tight. I'm oh gonna, my God, let's do that list. I'm going to take this quick moment to have a wee. I don't know if Jeremy wants to go through his um his video game collection right now. Just a moment. No, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna use this wee moment to wee as well. Oh, so we're actually going off the air? Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, this, why, why don't we just cut the show for a brief second? Sure. Josh is going to be on. so disappointed. I'm just letting you know. Well, hang on, though. You go we, and then right. I'll just do something, and then I'll go we, and then you go do something. <laughs> go ahead. I'll wait. All right. Thank you. All right, guys. And I'm back with you guys whenever you're ready, to. For sure. Well, this time, since Chris is urinating, um, we have a little bit of tradition where we go through some of my bullshit in my closet when Chris is gone. So I'm going to list off these N64 games I have in front of me. We have The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> Or kind of or Arkina of Time. I, I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, Cody Rhodes would be quite pissed at me for that, I bet. I have Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. Have you ever played that game, John? Fantastic game. 
Oh, great. Do Dash, we have no is that the character's name? Uh, Dash Rendar. Yes, indeed. Yeah, uh, great game. We got fucking great. You get the jetpack, fly around, fun, underrated game, people. So we got Super Mario. But that is impossible. Oh, you're damn right he is. I fuck. Ah, now I'm reliving all this pain. Uh, <laughs> we have Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball, one of the best baseball games ever. Mario Kart 64. We got Star Wars Pod Racer. While the movie wasn't that great, this game is fucking fun. Great I don't racing. care what that is. And you says. can hook up both controllers and, and race it with a dual stick. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Then we have uh, Kobe Bryant, NBA courtside. We have WCW NWO Revenge. Quite possibly the greatest the... game of all time, right? Up there. Up there. That That's is the no world tour, actually. All four of those are solid. We have, I have WrestleMania 2000 as well because that's that's the fourth. Um, Star Fox 64, Killer Instinct, and last but not least, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Mm. All right, now I'm gonna go. We you guys can Tony do Hawk your Pro thing. Excellent. I um I wanted to give props to the sweet soundtrack on um the Tony Hawk game there. I mean, all of the Tony Hawk games really probably created the the um, musical catalog of my life that I currently live. Um, but, uh, I mean, great times, great times. Uh, were, were you a Tony Hawk guy, John? What was that? Were you a, um, a Tony Hawk guy growing up in your youth? Uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 was the one I, I got into a lot. I never really mastered it. I kind of just had fun with the free rides. Yeah, yeah. I always enjoyed the hi- the, the videos that you'd get on the unlocking different things on the fucking up the the things so like the yeah yeah the dudes just hurting themselves i always enjoyed that the botches really chris Maybe, i, I want to give you a heads up i've got about uh 10 minutes till i have to table this yeah. now i can always no that's, with you that's guys, perfect for us hey i um i think that'd be a perfect timeline again for all our listeners at home uh i, th- I think that'd be uh, a great time to to tie this one off you know and, and that's yeah, been like no, pretty. I, your time expectation early on um, for how long this Uber was going to take was actually scarily accurate in hindsight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not fun to sit around and wait, but we actually finally just checked list and it said $40. But we're still waiting to connect to a driver here. So kind of waiting on that and seeing where it goes. But yeah, I mean, what a, what a fantastic trip this has been. Um, so tomorrow awesome, we're going to. Uh, I think go to another museum, maybe the Field Museum, and then tomorrow night we're having a little cookout at my sister's house for her birthday. Awesome. Monday we'll probably get around a little bit, and then we fly out Monday night. And Tuesday morning I'm back at work. Dude, how is that scary for you? Um, like that, that work is such a close prospect in the, the near future from this like weekend of, of decadence and enjoyability? Scary? I don't know. I'm a, I'm a little um, intimidated by the struggle of Tuesday, but I, I don't know that fearful necessarily uh it's just you know it's gonna be a tough day to muscle through i've actually got a lot of trainings and workshops on tuesday so it's not gonna be that big a deal uh, so can i ask six hours can i ask is this the the new gig yeah yeah so basically my, my new role is to uh keller williams is the largest real estate company in the world and they've got different satellite offices and what, what up so basically what i do is we've got four territories in colorado and I call around, do some cold calling, warm calling, try to set appointments. And then when an agent closes the deal, I get uh, I get 10% of their commissions or so. 
Awesome. So it's a little bit of a slow ramp up, uh, but if everything goes as it has gone previously, my sales career could be double what I was previously making. Sweet. So definitely, um, yeah. That's great, man. I love it. Yeah. Jeremy, are you back? Are you back, sir? I am back. The bathroom I was enjoying break. Enjoying the, the the talk about work and the hassle of a return from a trip because it's hard, uh, right? Dude, when I the WrestleMania trip was the worst because I took almost uh, not a full week, but damn near four days off, and then had to go back and what a kick in the ass! It, it literally made me not want to go to WrestleMania again this coming year, but already <laughs> I've already decided that's probably not going to be the case. I definitely want to go. So, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah! But I'm, when you come I'm back, you're like, you I'm to watch wrestling again. You're like, I am done with grappling. I'll watch it on TV. I don't need to go on a trip. And then, like a week later, like, oh man, that wrestling show looks cool. I gotta go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't last yeah, and long. And for right. all of our listeners that are going to be at WrestleMania week next year, it will be my bachelor party before my June wedding. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of hybrid because a lot of my wedding party will not necessarily be able to make it. So I've got kind of got some odds and ends friends. Uh, ben that I mentioned earlier is going to be out there. So if any of our listeners do see me out there, find me a, a beer, a shot, maybe both, and uh, help me celebrate it. Oh, man. I uh, I don't want to make cast aspersions on my future plans here, but um, from an outside shot, there Chris, is you get a, a freebie. You're flying internationally <laughs> a month and a half later for me, so... Yeah, we'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. Awesome, man. Um, so, I mean, from that second night of um, of AEW, just in, in sort of getting towards the pointy end of this, was there anything on that one that's really uh, must-see for people to go out of the way for? Well, I was not there the second night. I did look up the oh, results. Oh, okay. Um, am I allowed to spoil? Um, if if you want, I, I I assumed from your I'll previous say the main thing event was ACH versus Brody King, and I heard oh, that was man. a great match. I'll, that I'll sounds like, like it'd that. be great. I love um, both those guys. Ar Fox and Myron Reed versus Bandito and Flamita. Mm-hmm. So, guys, I uh, I'm getting a nod here that I should probably let you right. guys go. Uh, well, like I'm always happy to revisit this with you, but well, we're, we're talking about balance, right? So we want to make sure I can do that. I think this has been perfect, sir. Thank you so much for your contributions. Uh, again, a big thank you to, to Whitney uh, for her, her sweet guest spot. I very much appreciated that, as well as reconnecting before we, we all get to join up again in a couple of weeks for Bola. Absolutely. Um, Look forward to meeting her. Can't wait. We yeah. can get everybody on the line together to discuss Bola later. <laughs> the, the community of this this moment, guys. I, I appreciated it. It's, it's everyone coming together. This this is what wrestling's really about, right? Yep. Absolutely. Exactly. Guys, um, I love the both of you. I can't wait to uh, talk to you soon, but more importantly, see you in a couple weeks. Sweet, right, later, man. Brother. Can't wait. All right, you take care, John. All right, see you guys. See you later, buddy. All right. Uh, well, Mr. Vanderbeek. I uh, yes. I feel like Courtney's going to be fucking delighted that we're closing this one down a little earlier than usual. I mean, sounds good to me. Alicia is patiently outside the door of the the studio, waiting for me to get done with this. So, I think all the ladies, even John's included, uh, will be happy that this wrestling chat has ended. I think so. I think so. Uh, that's wonderful. Um, the the studio apartment. We we are ready to to shut this baby down. I like it. All right. Um, plugs away, sir. So, plugs. I wanted to thank everybody at the Social Suplex Network. 
we have the Ricky and Clive wrestling show. We have the Keeping It Strong Style wrestling show with uh, our boy, young boy, uh, Josh. Uh, they, they actually had a really great interview with Chris Charlton recently. Everyone should check that one out. Uh, we've also got the Outsiders Edge wrestling show. We've got the One Nation radio wrestling show. And, uh, yeah, grown All men right. watch this shit. I think you well, can also follow us on the Twitter at the Grown Men Pod. Uh, you can find myself on the Twitter at Chris Things as well as the Instagram at uh, Chris Things. I appreciate all of the the likes and and nice comments. It's it's very nice. Throwing it over to you, sir. All right, uh, I am at James Vanderbeek on both. They are the Twitter and the Instagram. I said it on the Vanderbeek almost. Um, it's J-A-I-M-S Vanderbeek. Uh, get after me if you need a shirt design, if you want to bullshit, if you want to talk about the show, maybe suggest a, a show that we should watch. Maybe something that you guys watch that you think it'd be cool to get our take on. We are down for that. Shit, as movies well. as well, right? Let, let's get Fuck a... yeah, uh... we chat about all shit. <laughs> uh, we went all Honey, I shrunk the kids. Honey, I shrunk the kids part two. <laughs> Well, thanks for bearing with us. And as always, get swifty, ladies and germs. Uh, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I appreciate you listening. Jeremy appreciates you listening. I'm sure John appreciates you listening. Uh, we love all of you. We appreciate your um, your eardrums uh, listening to our sweet nothings. It's a, <laughs> it's a great thing. And uh, I, I hope to continue this as long as we can. But I'm, I'm glad that we got to all... Uh, enjoy and appreciate a, a special moment that doesn't necessarily come all the time in, in wrestling but let's just all all, all sit and, and give a, a lovely little moment of appreciation for the the really fucking fun show that we all just watched um yeah i, I, I think the that's nice of all in i am after glowing as fuck sir well, we'll see you in two weeks. And ladies and gentlemen, we should be back in two weeks as well. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Let's shut this baby down. Thanks a bunch. And... Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.